Hey everyone, welcome to The Matt Report. This is the show where I interview folks who make a living using WordPress, developers, designers. This isn't just geek speak though, we're talking to marketers, bloggers, authors, business folks. Uh, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Angie Meeker. Angie, how are you? Hi, very good, thanks for having me. No problem, so let's talk about your business, let's talk about WordPress and your business. Give folks the two minute drill, the elevator pitch of what you do. Well, I help mostly small businesses and nonprofits in Columbus, Ohio, and use exclusively WordPress. I um, don't have um, a developer or coder background, so WordPress is all that I know. I really couldn't do it with Drupal or Joomla or one of those other um, platforms. This is what I know and all I know, and my clients love that. Um, you know, they come a lot, especially my nonprofit clients, come to me saying, you know, I was paying my previous developer like a hundred dollars every time I needed to change a sentence on my site and we can't do that can you tell us a better way and so then when we show them WordPress they're like ah oh, the skies open up and God himself come you know comes down and says here you go so yeah. they love it how did you uh, how did you discover WordPress how did you get into it well okay so I'll try to do this quickly I used to be a youth pastor and bumped my head on a log at a camp at a youth camp one year and started having seizures a couple weeks later and lost my job after that, a few months after that, um, really because I just wasn't able to do my job very well if I couldn't drive. And um, so fast forward maybe a year after that, I just sort of had to find a new career because um, I couldn't do what I had been trained to do, basically. And um, I said, well, I kind of know how to build websites, but I only knew WordPress.com. I didn't even know WordPress.org was around, but I built, I'd used WordPress.com to do websites for a few small little tiny businesses, like a barbecue company that needed a website. And, you know, they didn't care if it was WordPress.com. It was just a website to them. And so I did a few more with WordPress.com. And then I found out, you know, that you could host it yourself and sort of transition. And I'm, I'm quite sure that I'm not the only person who made a transition that exact way. Um, and so that's just how we got started. So I left one career and kind of moved into this through nice. WordPress.com. So. Nice. And when you finally, what was that aha moment where you said, you know what, this is definitely going to be a scalable business? Um, was it when you've discovered the .org and you could kind of start branding the uh, or theming WordPress um, and kind of selling it out on your own? Well, we did um, we did a site for the Crime Stoppers in Columbus. I don't know if you have Crime Stoppers where you are, but it's like where you can call this organization and leave an anonymous tip, and um, you don't your name's not reported to, to the police. And if you if that tip leads to the the arrest of the criminal, you get a reward. And it's actually a really large criminal organization here in Columbus. And so we did their website, and their traffic just hit through the roof and you know just I don't want to say just because it's WordPress but you know what I mean and um, they started getting some really good press for it and other Crime Stoppers programs across the country started calling and saying we want a website just like theirs and it was programs like Chicago and Baltimore and large Crime Stopper programs and I was going who am I to you know do these websites for these Crime Stopper programs and it was at that point that I sort of went Oh, so people really like pay for these things and they're important to these companies and they sort of change actually the direction of what these companies can do for their, you know, for their businesses. And so it stopped being like, 
oh, I can build this thing that's pretty and started being, well, I can really begin investigating how we can use this to really change the, you know, direction of their company. And that's when I sort of started also learning more about internet marketing rather than just how to build the site. So she can throw a pretty site up in a second, but it's not going to, you know, convert necessarily. That's exactly, you hit the nail on the head. How did you, um, how did you realize that you needed to have the full service, if you will? Um, was it with that first client asking you saying, Hey, you know, do you, do you also do web marketing too? Or do you just build websites? How, how did you discover you needed to offer a little bit more than just site building? Uh, I would say it was more for myself, like, um, just figuring out for myself, you know, that there's a ton of people here in Columbus that offer website design, but you know what, well, for myself, I could, you know, I couldn't drive. I was in my, you know, I imagine I'm in my little house here in Columbus. I've just transitioned. I have no network. I'm not a website designer or developer. So I don't have a network of people like at agencies and things like that to refer me. I'm just myself trying to build, you know, work basically. And so, you know, it's like, how do I get work? (laughs) learning it for myself basically and when you learn it for yourself first it's different than when you go and you try to teach it to a company you've learned it for yourself and that's different than you know just reading it and saying okay you know i i heard that you should do this thing it's different when you've sort of learned content marketing first yourself and then can say okay i i see i know myself how this works and Mm -hmm. so even like we did recently we did a um a we had a law firm come to us and say, you know, we want a, um, we just want a new website. And that's all they wanted was just a website. And they, they didn't want to work through like the branding and the search and all of that. They just wanted a website. And I said, well, that's fine. We'll do a website for you. Um, and you will improve in the search engine rankings just because you have a lot of good content on your site. And when we move to WordPress, that's just going to happen. And they did, they, they shot up to number one. I mean, they rank now basically number one for all of their terms, but they're not converting very well. And so they've come back and they've said, okay, now can you tell us all that stuff that you told us we should have known before? And so we're going back and we're working on that stuff now. And they're like, Oh, that would have changed everything before we should have listened. So, um, so you, you bring up an interesting point now, how, how long ago did, was the business started? We started in 2008, that magical year. You say oh, a bunch yeah. of people started in 2008. Yep. So, um, so about uh, four and a half years running now, five years. What, you know, you're, if you haven't been in it for a while, you are, you're already hitting the right things. Like you're going to people and you're saying, you need to do branding, you need to do discovery. Um, how are you dealing with that when the folks, just like the lawyers, are saying, no, 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 we don't want that stuff. We just want a website. Can you get us a website? Um, how do you handle that kind of that kind of well, client? That transition for me, like, you know, you talk all the time about how do you move from the 500 to 1500 to, you know, that transition for me, we're, we just started making that transition really in like the summer of last year. And it was really because... I joined, um, like, I don't want to say a mastermind because it's sort of a group below that, just an open group, basically, of internet millionaire marketers. That sounds so cheesy, but they are. Um, They're really successful marketers. And we had done some classes. We've done some WordPress classes here in Columbus, just teaching people how to use WordPress and charged maybe four or $500 for the classes and filled them up each time. And because of my background in youth ministry, I teach. That's what I do first. I'm a teacher. 
And I left each one of those classes going, this was awesome. I got to teach the whole day, eight hours, and I made thousands of dollars. This was fantastic. I want to do that. I'd rather teach than build necessarily because I can. there are better builders than me, but not everyone can teach. And I said, let me do that. So I was talking with them about these classes and how can I do more classes because that's what I do best and that's what I enjoy best. And they said, well, you're charging way too little for those classes because the value that you, you know, you're charging basically for your time, but you're not charging for the value that the company gets out of that. And um, the conversations that sort of came out of that changed my whole thinking about how we're charging in the first place and what we're really offering. Um, And it changed from we just offer this product that is a website to we offer this product that is really understanding the fact that we understand what you need to offer, that you need to have this branding and discovering and discovering all of this. If you don't have all of that, you're just going to end up with a website that's a brochure, even if it's a beautiful website. And even if I give you like all of this advice along the way about, you know, what you should write and how you can use these tools to better optimize your onsite, you know, all of this still, it's not, it's not going to get where they need to go. And so even if I do the best sort of WordPress design work, they're still not going to get what they need. Mm -hmm. And so coming into this year, we're actually just starting to say no. (laughs) You know, people say, how do you stop doing the $1,500 website? You just stop doing it. And now listen, don't get me wrong. My family depends on, you know, my income. So I can't just say no, but we're saying no more and more. Yes. and, And you bring up a good point. You start saying no. Is it is it a scary thing? Um, like you said, your, your family <laughs> depends on the income. Um, it is a scary thing. How how are you tactfully saying no? Um, and in some cases, I'm not. <laughs> um, like with the with the lawyer, I just basically said, you know, um, if you want, if you just want a website, I'll refer you to some people who can do it and who can do it for less. But if you really want to move your business forward, you can hire me. Um, and he sort of looked at me and he went, I, I think I need to hire you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stick with you. Um, you know, it's a value. It's a value thing. And I did not understand this. I just didn't. And and I'm sure a lot of, well, I always think that people who like come from an agency background do just inherently understand this. And maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. I don't know. Um, but it's, a lot of listening to those marketers and even like Jose who was on your show a couple of weeks ago. Oh my gosh, seriously, like mind freaking blown. That yep. stuff was amazing. And like those systems and processes, like I've, I've, I'm using some of that stuff to work through with the lawyer and, and some of the stuff that has come out of those processes with this lawyer, he is already changing his business. We haven't even gotten to like the, um, like, actually looking at what the style of his site will be, but some of the um, items that have come out of just looking at his user profiles and things like that, stuff that we would never have done if we were just building a simple website, um, it's it's bringing out things that need to be changed in his law firm that have nothing at all to do with the website design. 
That, and it's awesome. like, oh my gosh, we would we would never have thought about this, and it's going to change the efficiency of our law firm. So anyway, that's sort of a tangent, but, <laughs> but no, again, that's awesome. it's, that, it's that sort of thing where it's it's either a website or it's 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 the brand of who they are that's going to move them forward. That is, it's not, it's not, it's apples and oranges. It's a $1,500 website or it's something that's going to really drive revenue. Um, and it's just totally different. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and props to Jose. It was an awesome interview. And, and one of the things that, and we ch- chatted before the show started about why I do this. And, uh, you know, this is part of the reason is to help uh, folks like you and I start being able to say no, or at least doing something more tactful because mm-hmm. our time our, and our effort is valuable. Um, and if you're not thinking about the other part of the show is, is to help folks think about scaling their business. So I notice you keep saying we, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you're thinking of, you know, if you just want to be that one person shop, that's fine. Um, if you, if you want to grow to the, we in the virtual team, um, I'm going to bring folks on that talk about that so we can get there. Or even if you are just one person, we can talk about making a little bit more money. But one of the best things that, one of the best things I took away from Jose was if you're looking at your, at your, if your dollars coming in, 50% of that is going to overhead and cost of paying your team. 30% goes to your overhead, running electricity, powering the computers, you know, buying paper, all that overhead stuff, running a business. And then 20% of that, which is 20 cents on the dollar, goes to profit. Um, right. And if you can present that tactfully to a client, why, you're pay- why they're paying you a large amount of money uh, or a larger amount of money than the next person, I think it all makes sense or it should make sense. And if, if they don't get it, then they might not be worth your time. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about the we. Who is yeah. we uh, behind the so- scenes? There's me and my my husband, and he's you know the thing. My husband has his master's in public administration, so this um, the strategy part of working with clients, he is very good at that. The design part is more what I do, and we're trying to pull him into being able to work more and more with clients. Though he has a full time job, and part of his full time job because he's been so involved with what I've done, he has worked. His full-time job has nothing to do with website design, social media, internet marketing. He has worked all of that stuff into his job to where now he's doing all of that stuff at his job plus an executive level operations position at a large nonprofit in Columbus. And so what he's finding is that he really enjoys all the stuff that we would be doing. (laughs) And he's like, now how do I stop doing my job and start doing this stuff? And I said, okay, so... Let's talk about how to get you out of your job and into this stuff. And the only way we can do that is if we're raising our prices and working with a better level of clients. So we do pull him in and he's started, he is starting to sort of look at, okay, how does he use his background in nonprofit administration to pull in nonprofit clients? Because he can speak very specifically to, you know, if we, um, well, just basically how can he, you know, how do nonprofits use internet marketing to increase their, you know, volunteer base and uh, donors and efficiency and those sorts of things. So, um, but, you know, I direct the WordCamp here in Columbus and the WordPress meetup. And so a lot of times in my mind, when I say we, of course, I'm thinking I have access to like the WordPress developers in Columbus when I say we. So (laughs) if I get a project that's outside of what I can do, you know, it's not difficult for me to say, okay, I need a developer and here's my project. So that's great. Um, 
nonprofits, a lot of people hear that, a lot of freelancers hear that and like, oh boy, there's no money there. Um, is, you know, having your, your husband in the loop, having your past experience, does that help you get the, uh, the nod from nonprofits a little bit more? Are they okay if you have a higher price than just free? Um, any specific strategies on dealing with nonprofits? Um, I would say that the nonprofits that we've worked with so far have all been, we haven't done free work, but they've all been fairly low cost. I mean, I would say most of them under $3,000 a site. Um, having said that, we we are interested, obviously, in getting the larger nonprofit work. But, I mean, we've here in Columbus, we've done work with a lot of the largest nonprofits here in Columbus. So um, I think trying to figure out what um, what is it that we can sort of transition to offering them outside of just again that simple website design because you know they they get their websites redesigned maybe once every four four or five years especially the biggest ones maybe once every four or five years and those are probably really big accounts yeah. um, like I know the United Way of Sent well and this is here's a, a point as far as networking with your local community. Um, the United Way of Central Ohio just recently, and this is so these things are not secrets that I'm going to say. My clients know these things, so and the WordPress community here in Columbus knows it. The United Way of Central Ohio just recently had a request for a proposal sent out. Um, they had their um, PSDs drawn up and their wireframes and all of that, and they just wanted their whole site redone from, I think, Drupal to WordPress. And it got sent to me. And the thing is, this I'm not a developer. Like I don't yet know how to do PSD to WordPress. Um, and my clients know that the community here in Columbus knows that that's not a secret or anything like that. And so I told them back, I said, this is something that I don't yet know how to do. If you want me to try to reach out to some other developers, I will do that. But it's just, it's that sort of um, a, a having to have a network built when you're just a one person, like, you know, one or two people like me and my husband, you have to have a network built in order to be able to get those larger projects. And the truth is we ended up, I ended up just forwarding it to, I mean, if I told you the name of the firm, you'd know them. Uh, they're not even here in Ohio, you know, ended up forwarding it to a firm that I've sent stuff to before in hopes that at least they would get it because I sent it to like 15 other developers here in Columbus and they were like, God, we're so busy. You know, <laughs> we couldn't begin to take that on. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, and, to be fair, nonprofit just means you're not getting, you're not claiming any profit at the end. You know, for lack of, you know, for simplistic re terms, oh, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't mean that they're not make, they're not, they don't have an income stream where they can actually pay for this stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There was money, but there's, you know, yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> just because they're nonprofit doesn't mean they don't have money. Right. Yeah. Um, so you bring up another interesting point. You say, you know, you're not the, you don't have the high end developer chops or some of the Adobe, uh, Photoshop to HTML chops. And this is good because when I talk about selling WordPress to people, the first thing we say is, uh, or I say is be honest with yourself of what you can actually do yeah. and use that to your advantage. So if you're not if you're not, you know, design centric or developer centric, at least you can go in and say, but we can do marketing, we can do customer retention, we can do all this other stuff. And if you're upfront and honest with your client, that's a good thing because the client doesn't expect you to move mountains with code and stuff like that. And it's not going to be a burden to you because you've already disclaimed, I don't have to do this. What do you lean on in the WordPress world to uh, make up for the lack of developer skills for lack of a better term sure no well two things i mean 
and I think this is true for a lot of people in my position. Um, I would, you know, obviously the ability to understand the difference between what's quality and what's not, qual- you know, what's not. When you look at a plugin and a theme, just because I'm not a developer doesn't mean that I can't get in and, um, you know, modify existing themes and things like that and even look at a plugin and sort of go through it and say, okay, I can I can understand what's happening in this plugin's code. I couldn't write it from scratch, but I can understand what's happening back here. Um, and so I can I can play around with what's already existing. Um, but being able to look at it and say, okay, I can tell this is crap and that you know this is gonna work well. But knowing what's out there in the in the WordPress world basically and knowing sort of who created these things and where did these things originate from that? I mean, really that helps just being, being uh, aware and connected in the WordPress world gets, gets you really far um, when it comes to being able to offer quality products to uh, your clients, I think. And then too, you know, I think, I, I think a lot of WordPress, develop I won't say developers but I'll just say marketers how about that I think a lot of WordPress marketers really overestimate what the average business needs the average business does not need a fancy anything when it comes to WordPress they need a website they might need you know maybe four maybe six plugins, but they exist already, you know, even if you can go to a nonprofit and you can build the equivalent of, and this isn't everyone in WordPress knows this, you can go to a nonprofit or a business and build the equivalent of a 50 or $60,000 website with everything that already exists. And it's quality stuff. I'm not, you know, this, I'm not talking about pulling crap out of the repo. I'm talking about pulling really good stuff out, you know, and so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel with WordPress and everyone knows that. And there are some developers that are going to listen to that interview and say, oh, she's the devil, you know, and some that are going to say right on preach. Yeah. And, and I say right on preach because I, I am a firm believer in that. Um, don't listen to developers. They're a, they're a crazy crowd. Uh, a lot of them just would rather build everything from scratch themselves. And right. they know it. Um, when I talked to Tom McFarlane of 8-Bit, he said the same thing. He said, you know, developers are the most arrogant people that he's had to deal with in a good, respective way um, because they are, you know, really good at what they do and they can craft so much. Um, well, and I've got, you know, I feel like when I say on my side, I don't mean working for me, but, you know, Jonathan Davis is one of, from Shop is one of our um, co-organizers for our meetup and for WordCamp. And, you know, Dave Donaldson from Max Foundry is one of our co-organizers too. And so, you know, I feel like I've surrounded myself with some really strong developers to where, you know, if I did get in a situation or if I do get in a situation where I say, I really have this thing that's so far outside of anything I could possibly understand, I have people I can reach out to. You know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm that person that's promising the world to my clients and then having no idea what to do with it. Yeah. No, it, it, that's an awesome answer. And, and, and it's so true to know the people because WordPress is a funny thing. It's, it's software. A lot of people don't see it as software, especially people who don't even understand it. They're just well, software. Like, I have to update it. There's patches. I don't even understand what's going on. Uh, we all do. We understand what that is. We understand it's software. Um, but it's not like Microsoft or Apple where you can never talk to these developers. I mean, they're yeah. literally right down the street from you. Yeah. Um, and if you, have a, if you have a problem, it's as easy as, as easy as tweeting out to them saying, hey, you know, I have this issue. Or you've already purchased a support license with their plugin or theme, and you're going to get that anyway, uh, yeah. which is great. 
Oh boy, there's so, so many things I want to get to real quick. Uh, I love your site. I love the call to action on your site. Um, how did you go about, uh, you know, how many revisions have you gone through that site? Because I, re I just really like it. I, I think the attention to detail is there. I think you do uh, have a great use of testimonials, email subscribing. Um, what's working for you on that site? Are you constantly changing it? It's probably gone through 15, I mean, in the past four wow. years. No doubt. No, really, it probably has. Probably 15. And I have sort of a sister site. That's my name is Angie.com. And what happened was we were taking like all of the tutorials, WordPress tutorials, and putting them on my name is Angie.com. Clients were asking the same questions over and over again. And we started putting them on Angie Maker Designs, and it just was turning into like, a WordPress tutorial site. And I said, I don't want that for that site. So I moved them over to my name is Angie.com where I could just show people, you know, here's how we did X, Y, and Z. And here's why you should do these things. But, you know, it wasn't stuff necessarily that I wanted to show to clients um, or clutter up that site with. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's probably had 15 different itinerations. And it did have, for a while, we were offering on that site, on Angie Maker Designs, an um, eight-hour free video course on how to install, set up, and begin using WordPress so that we could just say, um, you know, if you, if you can't afford our very basic WordPress installation or if you want a tutorial on how to use WordPress, just down, you know, subscribe and download this. But it's just, it was out of date at this point. <laughs> and so we just haven't re-recorded it. But it was a really, I mean, you can imagine it was a pretty good opt-in. Yeah. Was it working? It, was it working well for you? It was working. People didn't watch the whole thing. You know, they dropped. <laughs> and now it wasn't one entire, you know, it was a set of videos, of yeah. 20 minutes each, obviously. But um, people would really watch it. And when I would go to events and things like that, you know, that's a really, it's a really strong piece of bait, basically. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, a lot of folks don't realize that, especially if you're a freelance designer or developer. These are marketing strategies, um, you know, that you might might or not might or might not be accustomed to. You know, if you can create some kind of tutorial, white paper, video, uh, something um, that you can put behind a registration form, you are creating a lead for yourself uh, for later on, uh, more formally known as content marketing, right. um, and all all that good stuff. Well. Right. You, oh, I was going to say something and I totally forgot it now. Shoot. <laughs> uh, you leverage a lot of, I believe you leverage a lot of uh, the Genesis framework. Yeah. it's You know what? If, every once in a while I'll have a client come and say, I absolutely you know, have to use this other theme. And I, lo I let it slip through every once in a while and then I hate it. Yep. So I said 2013 will be the year that we only, we only do Genesis stuff because it's just, I, I don't know, somewhere along the way I started learning it and I don't know. It's lovely. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I, I recently interviewed Brian Clark, um, uh, Andrea Rennick uh, of the support and community side, and Rafal, who's the designer uh, or one of the designers for Studio Press. Um, real quick, what do you think makes uh, Studio Press themes work for you and your clients? Um, for me, it's the well. My, when my clients see it, you know, if I were to say to a client, "Okay, I'm going to show you." three sort of uh, templates and from these templates we can start customizing. Um, 
that that works for most clients they sort of understand that but from the from the from my point of view just the the hooks and the actions and things like that um it's even looking at like 2012 and 2013 there it's confusing for me and i don't know if it's just because i haven't taken the time to really get in and learn it or if it's because it changed so much from 2010 to or 20, whatever, from some of the <laughs> previous ones. Um, but I feel like uh, the Genesis stuff has stayed very consistent and a little more easier to understand. So Awesome. Um, last formal question of the interview. Uh, if you could go back in time one year, five years, ten years, uh, what are the ingredients or the process that you would change uh, if you had to do it all over? I think that I think the thing I should say is that I would have put some systems in place first, which I think probably everyone says that. Um, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know when I started, like when I first barred, like I bartered a website for a garden in my backyard so that we'd have something for the por the portfolio. You know, I didn't know that it was going to grow into a business or that I'd be running a WordPress conference. I didn't know those things. So how do you know that you're going to have to put those systems in place for a business that you don't know you're going to have? That's right. um, so having said that, I, I probably would have um, stuck more to teaching from the start. Like when we had we had WordCamp 2009, this was before I was running it. There was a marketer, Jim Kukrell, that came down and did the keynote for it. And in the keynote, I remember him saying just very clearly, you know, basically that you you know more than someone. You're an expert to everyone in something, you know. And I left the conference at that point. I had barely like I knew a little bit about WordPress multi-site enough to start our Crime Stoppers network, um, and I just left thinking, I, I could teach all sorts of people this. You know, I, I know more than most people, most people in the world. I know more than most people in the world about yeah. WordPress now. And um, it, I remember thinking at the time, I should stick to teaching. And now looking back at it, I still think that. <laughs> I still think we should be transitioning our business more to high-end teaching events about WordPress and internet marketing. So That's awesome, awesome advice. And and. Being able to teach somebody even the most basic thing. I mean, I remember in high school doing an, uh, a career like class, internship kind of thing. And, you know, the teacher wanted me to, to do this whole process about how to install a printer and a printer cable. And this is, you know, back in, you know, late 90s. And I'm just thinking, yeah. who the heck doesn't know how to install a printer? You just plug it in, you install the drivers. And I, no, but you would be amazed how many people don't know how to do this. And ever yeah. since then, that's been ingrained in me to say even the most simplest of procedures people don't know. Yeah. Um, and you can definitely um, position yourself as a leader. All right. Tons of awesome stuff um, from focusing on a niche to saying no to teaching to building systems. If you don't know any of this stuff, like Angie just said, how did I know that I should have had a system? Well, now you know. Uh, <laughs> if this didn't teach you, um, okay. I don't know, what, I, I don't know how else to save you. Um, but uh, it's been a great, awesome interview talking about WordPress and your business. Let's jump into the next segment of what's in your toolbox. What piece of software besides WordPress or hardware do you need to use on a daily basis to get through the day? I Twitter. Nice. That's it. I mean, if I have WordPress and Twitter and everything else died, I'm sure I could rebuild quick. <laughs> <laughs> pretty quickly. Nice. Um, let's jump right into the lightning round. Uh, we'll ask you a series of quick questions. You'll have a series of quick answers. Uh, the one plugin you cannot live without. WordPress SEO. 
Nice. Uh, a favorite WordPress or business book? The E-Myth. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, a quote you live or run your business by? Um, I don't... That's a really good question. I don't really have one. Okay. I have to, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I, the, it, I live my life by one, but it's not a business one. So it's a, I'm a Christian, and it's so... Uh, to uh, hang on just a second, <laughs> make sure I get it right. Because yeah. now it's all like... You got me a little flustered. Um, to um, let me make sure I get it right. Well, go ahead. You can cut that part out. Okay. <laughs> uh, the uh, the best business uh, or career advice you ever received. Um, to, to find what you love and make money doing that and not the other way around. Okay. The longest the client project has ever taken. Good Lord. Right now. Like, okay. So this is actually, can I, can I talk about this for just a second? Yeah. Okay. So I know it's a lightning round, but so, okay. So for developers like myself, where it's just one or two of you, here's extra important why why you have to have a network built around you so like going into remember i said we started to make this change between like um the fifteen hundred dollar website into something else sort of towards the end of last year well also around the end of last year my mom moved to ohio she came up here for a vacation and then we decided she needed to go into assisted living well that was that was really good and well it was like the right decision decision for her right for us but it's taken like all of my time basically night and day to work that transition for her, which would have been fine. Except that in November and December, I had booked the most projects I'd ever had. And, and that was fine, but I was totally full. Like I couldn't take any more and my days were totally full. And then we put her on top of that and then, you know, put her transitioning too. So projects that, I mean, honestly, projects that were supposed to be done like late December are still, we're still finishing them and it's awful. I hate it. <laughs> And my, I'm sure my clients are like, good God, that woman is awful. And it's just the way it is. You know, I'm, they're being incredibly patient and I'm just keeping them up to date as you go. And you know what? I just want to encourage people like me that that's happening to, if that's happening to you, just be honest with your clients because life happens, crap happens, you know, and you just have to be honest with them and say, you know what? I'm working on things as quickly as I can, but stuff is, emergencies are going to happen and but that having said that, you know, reach out to some people that are around you and see if they can help you, you know, move things along. So four months, I would say, is the longest that something's ever taken and it's taking right now. <laughs> That's not that bad. Some people say two years. Um, <laughs> uh, who should I interview next? Who should you interview next? I want you to interview Yost. I want to hear her use. I don't actually know how to say his name, but... Um, like I, you know, I'm in love with this plugin and all that he's doing for search. And, um, I just think that would be great. Okay. I will give that a shot. Uh, <laughs> what's the one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? Um, what time should you be at WordCamp? Ah, uh, yes. What, <laughs> what, what, what time should I be at WordCamp? <laughs> no. So that's all. I mean, I think, like I said, I, I'm a huge fan of your show because Thank I you. think you're doing a great service for the WordPress community. So Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. Um, Angie, it's been an awesome interview. I think there's a ton of stuff that people 
can learn from this and have learned from this if they listened all the way through. Uh, folks, if you want to get more of this stuff, mattreport.com, mattreport.com slash subscribe to jump on the email newsletter. Angie, where can people find you on the web? Um, I'm on Twitter at Angie Meeker, and my website's angiemeekerdesigns.com. Awesome. Angie, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, bye. Bye.